Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. I, you know, I'm already giggling. I'm bringing to you this beautiful, joyful presence today, Christine Trim. And she's an author, a speaker, a joy seeker. You know why I love her already. And weight loss warrior. After losing over 100 pounds in her joy-filled journey of healing, God instilled a passion within Christine to inspire, motivate, and encourage women. And if you're listening as a man, because I know there are a few of you, to pursue <laughs> healthy, holy living, body, mind, and spirit. You know that's why she's here. Christine speaks and writes for women all over the world, sharing the freedom Christ offers when we choose the path of surrender and sacrifice. So Christine, welcome. Welcome to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. So happy. Janelle, I am so delighted to be here as I've been listening to your podcast and I met you at ASA. I just love how you call us, your audience, heart lifters. (laughs) So happy to be here talk about the heart today. And you are dressed in red and so ready to be a heart lifter. You already are. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the community, the stronger everyday community where we just heart lift everyone in our spheres of influence. And so mm-hmm. when we started chatting about it, I thought that I really want to know so much about your new book, of course, <laughs> Seeking okay. Joy Through the Gospel of Luke, A Christmas to Calvary, Advent countdown is coming out in October. Mm -hmm. So we're probably already in October when this airs and Christine, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited just about the title of seeking joy. Would you Mm -hmm. share with us a part of your story? It's not your whole entire story uh, of this huge weight loss that um, happened in your life. Tell us your story. Great. And thank you so much. I will make it very brief and we'll have to come back another time together to talk about the rest of the story. But I had lived um, in chronic health issues and chronic obesity for decades, for 30 years. And I tried to fix that, of course, over and over again. It was something, you know, it's, it, it was something on my soul that I knew I needed to fix this, this health. And be on this healing journey journey, but I did it so many decades on my own power in my own power and in my own mind And as a control freak, I experienced failure after failure. And then finally I was in such a pit of despair that I had obstructive sleep apnea diagnosed. I had ovarian cyst. I was 105 pounds overweight And with the ovarian cyst, the doctor discovered that I had fatty liver disease, and that was quite frightening to me. And the ovarian cysts were painful. So I I finally did what the only thing I had left to do was to cry out to God. And he met me like in Psalm 40, he met me in my pit and he pulled me up and he set me on a rock and he put me on this journey of understanding 
my metabolism and his fullness of joy through his word and how he, he was calling me all of those years. And I was just not listening to him because I lived as a casual Christian for so many years. But when I finally got into his word every day, when he picked me up and gave me, uh, I kind of call it a miracle that he gave me this, this new passion for reading his word every day. And that's truly what transformed my life. Losing 105 pounds was awesome because I feel better, but the real gift, like I like to talk about gifts a lot in the Christmas season, right? The real gift. I love gifts. Yeah. Has been the change in my mindset. And you know how Paul talks a lot about renewing your mind and, and, uh, but most of all, my, my spiritual walk with him has been redeemed. I've developed such a deep and intimate relationship with him that I have healed my body, mind, and spirit, but I'm still on this healing journey. It's still a journey of restoring and renewing and redeeming every day. And so I just love to talk about this and the best gift that I received through this, of course, is my, my renewed relationship, but. I just have this joy that just washed over me, a new new experience that I never had before. And so that's why I'm here today to talk about and encourage your audience and the listeners that uh, seeking joy is, was the foundation of my journey uh, Mm -hmm. in his word. And I would just love to share the joy with everybody Mm -hmm. today. You have said several things that have just captured me right from the get-go here. Uh, first being because um, a huge part of what we do and what we talk about here in this community is about becoming stronger every day. And how Mm -hmm. do we do that? And we start that process with our own heart. Above all Mm -hmm. else, we have to guard our own heart because absolutely everything in our life flows outside of our, from our heart, that river Mm -hmm. from our heart. And so you, you said something, I'm not sure that my audience or listeners, Hey, they're heart lifters. Uh, what does that look like to have a casual relationship with Christ oh. and Christianity? What does that yeah. mean? Like, what is a casual Christian? I, okay. I'm not sure. I want you to help paint that picture for me. That is a great question. Um, uh, that's kind of a, a term that I kind of uh, coined myself, I think I, I've never really heard anybody else say it, but I was raised in a Christian family. My grandparents were believers, both, both sides. Um, my parents, my dad came to Christ when I was very young. And so I was raised in the church and I was raised to do the right thing. Uh, and, you know, somebody who I'm, I'm the firstborn oldest daughter uh, so that, you know, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Here. So I always had to do the right thing. And I think I mentioned already that I was a control freak and, you know, the ways I was trying to fix my health. Uh, so that was, I was just taking my kids to church occasionally because it was the right thing to do. Right. I wasn't my Bible. What I was doing was I was cramming my Bible study lessons before Tuesday night Bible study with the ladies. And I did not have that deep and intimate understanding um, until. I got in his word and it, it completely changed my heart and gave me a heart of joy. Wow. Was that a process of, uh, you mentioned it in that it came alongside, it was a parallel journey with your weight loss. So it was like when you got into the end of all of the ways that you could try to fix losing mm-hmm. that physical weight, 
we all mm-hmm. know that um, weight loss is about far more than just losing the physical pounds. You know, it's mm-hmm. typically tied to some deeper, more intrinsic issues inside of our heart, soul, mind, and body. So did this awakening, this spiritual awakening come when you were just really at the end of it? It's like, listen, I, I gotta, I gotta cry out to God here. And yes. so it seems like a lot of us get to that point in different circumstances. I know I've been there to just go, okay, God. Okay. Yes. Call yep. it surrender. Call it. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, what's the word? Uh, help. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yes. Please rescue me. Rescue because me. Thank you. Yes. yes. And yes. now he's a refuge mm. and e words, the restoration, the rescue, the renewing, the redeeming, the restoring. I love all of those R E words. And I got to the point where I was beyond, I felt like I was beyond hope. Like I was, you know, right. I would 30 pounds. I was miserable. I was the most unhappy person to be around. Although I wore an excellent mask, okay, you know, thank you for being honest. High functioning. Had, yes, <laughs> functioning. Very good. Yes. You what we met, call it. yes. If you had met me for the most part, I was a pleasant person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, faked happiness, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did get to the end of myself and I, you know, I, I, I don't really talk. I haven't really talked about this a lot yet, but I'm in the process of writing my, my book to help people go through this journey themselves too. But I did have many periods of deep, dark depression that was untreated. I did have, I never had any suicidal plans, but I did have a lot of suicidal ideation. Like my family would just be better off without me, you know? And I just looked at my own guilt, my own shame, my own misery, my own failure after failure after failure. And I never, until recently, um, you know, working with my personal therapist, talking about trauma, um, I was bullied as, you know, I was bullied as an overweight teenager and, and as an overweight kid. So, you know, I did have that trauma and I, and I used to think like, well, my trauma is not as bad as their trauma, Mm -hmm. but you know, my body carried that weight until I was able to go through this journey of healing in my body and spirit. Yes. Yeah. We know that, that, you know, our body keeps the score and Mm I, I I'm so happy to hear that you are working with someone trauma informed as we know in this community, how critical that is, whether it's little Mm -hmm. T middle T or big T trauma, our story is our story, Christine, that is your story. Mm -hmm. And we don't compare our stories, you know, and, um, we can certainly have uh, an increase of capacity for empathy for mm-hmm. big T trauma stories, but trauma is trauma. Trauma is just any overwhelming feeling inside of your body. That's too big for you to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, it is an emotional weight. And yeah. so I'm so grateful to yeah. hear that you are journeying well and that you're surrounding yourselves. And so that's a message for all of us, especially as we're moving into the holiday season, you know, we are not post COVID in any way, shape or form. And I just had a young client yesterday say, I think it would be better for everyone in my life if I wasn't here. So that's a fresh word for me to hear today. Mm -hmm. And I've said it myself. Why was I ever born? I was in my thirties. Why was I born? I just bring pain to everyone. Right. You know, and that was how I perceived it. And that's how you perceived it. That's our perception. And that's our truth. 
So mm-hmm. I, it is my earnest desire to take a pause here, to take a real serious pause as we're seeking joy, because I know, and you know, that uh, without being able to carry sorrow, we can't carry joy. We have to be able to carry both in our life. And, and we have actually been talking a lot about that, Christine, even before mm-hmm. this conversation. So I think it's so amazing how God has brought you here for such a time as this. Um, to share and be authentic because heartlifters are authentic. We're vulnerable. (laughs) We're willing to take off our facades. We are not wearing facades anymore. And you told me you had a corporate job. So I'm sure you, you could wear the facade well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, you're beautiful. You look beautiful. You know, everyone would think you're just perfectly fine. And, you know, that's why I call us high functioning, really fine, you know, (laughs) And I've taken off, I've done my best to be authentic and take off um, facades and personality, like personality is how we learn to show up for life. You know, it's how we enter the room, but we want to become our true essence. And so I think there's no better time than the season of Advent. I really love Advent. Yes. Yes. So near and dear to my heart. And Mm -hmm. I have my own study, but this year I'm going to be, I'm going to be working through Seeking Joy and I will invite my my heartlifting community to do the same that, you know, maybe we can bring you back on for some special guests to talk about certain parts of the journey through Luke. I'm going to do it this year. I'm so excited. Yes. I could not be more excited. So first and foremost, what is Advent? Just in case someone doesn't understand what Advent is. Uh, well, the church denominations, non-denominational churches that I grew in, we never, we never celebrated Advent yeah. as like the four Sundays before Christmas. But when I think of Advent, to me, it's like a breathless anticipation and an expectancy of what's to come. And so that's what I love about the Gospel of Luke. Um, my, my parents did read like Luke chapter one and two to me, and I read them to my children when I was little. And one of my favorite verses that has always stuck with me is in Luke 2.19, where Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. As a parent, now, like looking back, my my kids are are grown adults now, but I always tried to make it a special time, you know, Christmas, a special season. I knew what my kids were expecting. They were expecting their presents. And now I just like to share with everybody that it's not about presents with a T-S at the end of it. It's about his presence. And and because I have this new gift, it took me until I was 50 years old, Janelle, to get this. But I know. I'm with you. I'm 61. I get it. <laughs> but you got it. I know. Better late than never. Like, yes. just unwrapping and pondering these things in my heart. A part of the book is uh, at the end of each chapter, I ask some pondering questions. So oh, it gives chills. Every, I know everybody an opportunity to ponder these things. And, and what are you treasuring in your heart? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be our overarching theme for this Advent season is pondering and presence yeah. because I, I have a study called the gifts of present, the 12 gifts of Christmas and the gift of presence is one of them as well. So I'll bring okay. that out and I'll integrate it with, um, with what your work is bringing to, to the conversation for sure. I just want everyone to know the name is seeking joy through mm-hmm. the gospel of Luke. So order, can we pre-order yet? Uh, yes, I actually, um, you're going to put links at the bottom of your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I have a place where readers will be able to pre-order it. And by Perfect. by that, when we actually, when you air this, 
it might be available. It might be in order. That's right. Okay. So just tune in because you know, who knows, Uh, but it will be soon. Yeah. I'll give you all the links. And I also, I I will also have some bonus chapters available for people. If they want to get that, we can start now. As soon as the even if the book isn't available yet, I have a couple of bonus chapters for you. So, okay. I'm going to coordinate all this and it's going to be so fun. And we're going to seek joy. Like we've never sought joy before. So it's going to be a 25 day Christmas advent drawing Mm -hmm. us to live in the joy of the Lord, despite our difficult circumstances. And that's Mm -hmm. really, so once again, let's just come back here for a minute. I'm going to call you joy and Christine. I just might call you joy. Um, Christine, that how then did this traumatic journey of your life that led to this weight bearing that you were doing, how did that bring out joy? How on earth did that happen? Please tell us. I had to do a lot of hard things. (laughs) And I finally realized very early in my journey that my attitude and my contentment and my mental shift, my mental Mm. emotional health was changing so rapidly. Mm. And I didn't quite understand what was going on because I have never experienced that before. Um, And, you know, I started having an understanding of where James two talks about counted all joy when we face trials. And so I had this awareness that God was working in my life. And he was giving me a purpose, which I had felt as a failure over and over again. Why would God give me a purpose? You know, I'm just content to sit over here in the church pew being a casual Christian. And and at some points, you know, I would tell the Lord, don't ever use me to speak about you because I was, you know, I lived with a lot of guilt and shame and trauma. And and I actually challenged the Lord. and, And in hindsight, it's kind of it's kind of a humorous part of my story now, but I did not want him to make me speak about his love or his joy Mm -hmm. or his peace. And so, yeah, when I just started having that understanding of what true joy is and, and shifting from pretending to be happy in all circumstances to actually being happy because going through really difficult trials in life, I went through this weight loss journey and I was on top of the mountain. I was on top of the mountain with joy, like nothing was stopping me. Um, I'm going to help all these people. I'm delighted. I'm so happy to help people. And then we had a very um, unfortunate situation in my family. My son was in a car accident. Oh, no. 2017. And he lost consciousness in the, and he was hit rear-ended 70 miles per hour. And we didn't know what we didn't know at the time. Right. Um, he has been diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. And so we've, we've got a really hard, heavy life situation going on right now. Mm. So, still to this day. Yeah. Still to this day. Yes. And it, wow. there's days that it, it makes me very weary. Um, and there's days that, well, I wake up every morning and I say the joy of the Lord is my strength and I open my word. And that is the only thing that's getting me through it. And I loved how you said earlier, how we have to, we have to, mm-hmm. we have this in the seasons of sorrow and in the seasons of complete happiness, you know, overflowing, mm-hmm. everything's great. So and that's why it's so important to me to encourage people to continuously joy. Yeah. I think that you are 
bringing a very profound, um, very needed conversation into, uh, particularly into the Christian community, um, Mm -hmm. because I think joy is extremely mysterious. Mm -hmm. I think it is um, misunderstood. And uh, I say a lot here in this community, I was taught, you know, I'm in my seventh decade. So uh, my early teachings of Christ were Catholic church, but then brought into the charismatic church in my early 21. And Mm -hmm. so it was Jesus, others, you, we were just taught to serve and to give and to do. We were not really taught to put uh, anything into ourselves, self-care, self-knowledge, self-compassion, all of those self-words. And so before we came in here today, Joy, I took a minute to remind myself of what joy, the defining word, what does it mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I love Webster's 1828, which is the original definition. And that, that reads the passion or emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good. So here, this is our lean in teaching moment here, Heartlifters. It's that excitement of pleasurable feelings. So we, we're hearing emotion, we're hearing feelings, which is caused by success, good fortune, the grat- gratification of desire or some good possessed. But then when you look at in, in the word, I went to John 15, 11, which you know, talks about our joy. Jesus is wishing and not wishing, he's proclaiming and telling us that our joy can be complete. Yes. It can be full. We can have full joy. We can have full, complete joy. So I looked up joy there. It's very yes. interesting. Delight of the mind. So it has to do with the mind mm-hmm. from the consideration of the present mm. or assured approaching possession of a good. In John 15, 11, you break it down and it means kara, calm, delight, calmly, happy, or well off. I couldn't believe I saw the word calmly there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Calm delight. Because when we think of joy, we think of Tigger. Mm-hmm. We think of <laughs> ho, 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 Santa. You know, we stand little giggles and short portals yeah. and all that stuff. It also yeah. means to be well. It means to be well, spirit, soul, yeah. mind, and body. It means to thrive. Mm-hmm. So how then, Christine, how then, you know, do we hold joy and sorrow at the same time, right? How do we, how do we, I, I feel like it is something I am saying almost every day in my, my work with others mm-hmm. is our work is to hold joy and hold sorrow and they're best friends. And you can't have one without the other. We know that from the beautiful teaching of Dr. Brene Brown, she brought mm-hmm. that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that as we go this Christmas Calvary countdown in Luke. Yeah. I'm throwing this at you. You weren't expecting it. Yes. Well, you know, I love the idea of going from Christmas to Calvary because, you know, of course, Christmas is a season full of the good news of great joy, you know, and it's for all the world. And then what I loved about journeying through the Gospel of Luke, I've done this a couple of years now. Since 2018, I started journeying through the Gospel of Luke each December. And what I love about the journey through Luke is that some days it's so easy to see the joy in the early seasons, early chapters about, you know, Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. celebrating, they were rejoicing. 
And then the times he spends with his disciples, teaching them, they get some great lessons, joy-filled lessons out of that. And then as you move closer to Calvary, you're like, oh, this is getting tough. Yeah. How are we going to find joy in this situation? And right. don't give away too much of the book, but it's in there. Every okay. chapter, you will find the lesson that Jesus leaves us with joy. And I wanted to say one thing uh, that you just said earlier about gratification. I love that you use that word. I know. Because I have a, an inner sense now of satif- satisfaction in knowing the Lord and knowing the joy of the Lord is my strength every day. He satisfies me, body, mind, and soul. And I 100% believe that we were made to crave. And yes. what is going to gratify that? What is going to satisfy us? with that. And it used to, you know, for me, it used to be potato chips. <laughs> yes. Oh, you and I talked about this at also. <laughs> Let me remind everyone what that is. I don't want to throw out that acronym advanced writers and speakers association, which we both yeah. belong to. And we were passing and talking, you were talking about your next book, your memoir, in a sense, your Christian living book yeah. about crave and craving and made to crave. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm getting chills again. That word crave. The word crave, it and very early in my journey, the Lord led me into Ephesians. And I read a, a really awesome book by Heather Holloman, Holloman called uh, Seated with Christ. And she really reflects a lot on Ephesians chapter two. two. He's inviting us to the table. And at the beginning of Ephesians chapter two, Paul is talking about the cravings of the flesh and all the worldly things that we craved. And that's how that's right. I used to try to satisfy my soul, you know, with not just food was a big part of it. Food was a huge idol in my life, but also my checklist and my calendar and my schedule and having control and all of that. So I know that I was made to crave and I was craving all the wrong things. And I love that you said, be well, because I love to say, crave well, be well. Oh my gosh. That's your subtitle or that's something, right? It's it's something be well. I'm not, that even could be a title crave. Well, be well. I mean, that just is so, this is so powerful. And I think that craving, you just can't even say the word. It's like giggle. You can't say the word giggle without giggling. Craving makes me just lean in and it makes, yeah. What am I craving this Advent season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See your, your work is so integrated, which is just so beautiful. That's what we, I love to see an author's work become so integrated that, you know, one thing can't leave. It's just, it's just all together. And so um, you started this study in your blog on your blog and it was very successful. And that's kind of how it evolved. I love organic growth as well. So all you out there who are loving, you love writing and you want to be published, you want to get your words in print. um, It's the best way to me is when it starts organically and so share with us how it went from your blog and, and your wellness journey and then yeah. became a book. And so just help me understand what your readers resonated with for sure and how it led you to the seeking joy. Okay. So in my wellness journey, I always like to make sure to put a lot of sneaky Jesus like on my <laughs> blog. I, 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 most people end up on my blog because of the weight loss journey. And then I want them, I want it to be very apparent that it is a, you know, Christ-centered yeah. website and, uh, but well, you and, are, you're Christ-centered. Yes, so exactly. you're, you're faith informed. That's how I like to say, this is the frame that Christine 
looks at all of life through. Yeah. And so I want them to, I want that to be evident. And so I, I started sharing at Christmas time. I'm like, I'm going through this book of Luke. I should just blog about it, you know? So every day I just put up a little snippet of what I got from each chapter. And uh, I I noticed last, um, well, the, people came back year after year. And then, so I started creating like some content to go along with it and things like that. And then last year in the fall of 2020, oh. I'm sure you understand this, but we all looked around and we're like, what in the world? Yeah. Going on, this is going to be a very unusual Christmas. I was unable to spend it with my elderly parents who just lived down the road. Uh, It was very different for all of us. And I looked around and we all saw a weary, chaotic world. And the Lord, I'm I'm a singer, I'm a worship leader too. And and I music. Um, oh, Holy Night is my favorite Christmas song. And the words, the weary world rejoices. The kept- weary world rejoices. And I'm like, the world is a little too weary right now. <laughs> I don't see a lot of rejoicing. And so uh, mm. I, the Holy Spirit prompted me to write bigger blog posts this year like, or in 2020, you're going to write a thousand to 1200 words a day. You're not just going to write it. And so, yes, I wrote this book in the month of December and about the first, after the first week, um, I started getting some very unusual activity on my website. Like I started getting a lot of email subscribers and I was like, Uh what is the world is going on? I had tens of thousands of visitors to my website in the first week of December, which was so so unusual. And That's you know, amazing. You know what they were coming for? They were coming for the Christmas countdown through the gospel of Luke. Yes. They weren't coming to find out what I'm eating on a daily basis, uh, but they're learning that I'm eating on a daily basis is the bread of life, right? That's correct. So, and then, uh, God promised me that this was going to be a book and put that on my heart. And I reached out to my publisher and they were like, yes, yes, this is great. Send it to us. And so that's how we are on this seeking joy journey. And I um, love it. Yeah. One of the, okay. just say one quick thing about the book too, is one of the passions of this whole blog series and everything was to encourage people that you can do anything for 24 days. Mm, you correct. So away when people are honest and vulnerable with me and telling me that they're not in the word every day. And I'm like, come on, come on. You can do this. You can do this. We got this. You got this. So you set a small goal in front of somebody. And then you have, you know, last year I did a Facebook interactive group with it too. And I had women in there saying, I have not been in the word every day. And I am so grateful that I have been able to do this. I did it. I'm going to continue this. And, and they found joy. Like, Come on, let's go. We're going on a journey to seek joy. I am so ready. I'm so ready now. I'm going to have to just be patient, you know, yes. for sure. But the, the most beautiful part of this whole thing, one thing that we are very well well aware of here in, in our community is that the practice of gratitude mm-hmm. produces this. I was telling Christine beforehand that joy is one of the least researched emotions and feelings the least because it's so mysterious Mm -hmm. and so I have it in my heart you know 
more joy every day. I have stronger every day, more joy every day, right? Mm -hmm. I really would love to be someone who puts some time and attention to researching joy on a deeper level like yourself, you know, but the practice of gratitude, it absolutely leads to more joy. Mm. So I've thrown the gauntlet down here. I have a small free course called Everyday Epiphanies to when you walk out your door every day, look for an epiphany, look for mm. something that takes your breath away. So I see once again, where we're integrating, where we can merge this practice of uh, this Advent season of, of adding more gratitude as well. It's probably in the book. I do not have the book before me, but mm. I am sure that um, we can add that into our journey towards from Calvary to Christmas as well, because when you are more grateful when you stop to pause for a moment, especially mm -hmm. with a meal, you know, with your journey, your wellness journey with food, your healing journey with food. Um, can you mm -hmm. speak to that in any way, how maybe gratitude has also endowed your life in a new way, in any way? Once again, I'm putting you on the spot a lot here, so no, no worries. I'm I'm ready for this question because I absolutely one of my favorite um, stories in the Gospel of Luke is the story about the sinful woman sitting at the feet of Jesus. Right? Talk to us. No, some people may not know the story, so I want you to tell us. Oh, in Luke chapter seven, um, there's a sinful woman that goes into the house of a Pharisee, and the Pharisee's house was he had everything. He had every worldly thing. And here he invited Jesus in to come in and share a meal at his house. And he didn't greet Jesus as you would expect. Even Jesus mentioned in this in this little story that you didn't greet me with a kiss or, you know, any appreciation. But then here we have this sinful woman. That's how we know her. That's what she's called. That's, that's the only way to know her is this know. sinful woman. And she's carrying an alabaster jar, which is expensive. Mm-hmm. As I pondered the story, what, where in the world did she get an alabaster jar? That had to be a priceless Ooh. gift that somebody gave her. I mean, this is my thinking, right? I've never thought that question. Why have I not thought that question? This is why I love the word of God. It is alive. It, it, every time you read it, you learn something new. So I, so as I ponder all this in my heart, I'm like, she is taking this expensive gift to the feet of Jesus She's sitting down in front of his feet. She's spending that time. She's offering the oil from this jar as a fragrant offering over him. She's giving everything that she has. That was probably the most expensive item oh, that she yeah. Yes. And out of pure gratefulness and the joy in her heart, because I imagine she had just recently heard him speak you know, was in the community and started having an understanding of exactly who this man was. Exactly. I need to know a little, like, what is right. it? Right. Something was drawing her. Uh, exactly. Oh. Something drew her in. And that's, I kind of relate that to my story too, is like, he, he kept drawing me in, you know, even when I was living so casually and like, nah, that's okay. I'm good. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going right. to do this. I got I'm enough, Jesus. I'm good. Jesus, I'm doing the right thing. And I'm doing um, the right thing. I want to, I want to make sure that right. we really lend our ear. You've said right. that so many times because you yeah. really believed you were doing the right thing. Yep. Yeah. I really believed I was doing the right thing. But then as he drew me in, like he drew her into that house, she no doubt she was not welcome in that house. Oh I my mean, gosh. 
walking into the Pharisee's house. I can you picture the scene? I so cried. I love to I love to like just mentally go through this story because what she did was she sat at his feet and she sacrificed everything that she had. And to me, that that represented like her sin, her sinful life. I'm putting it at your feet. And in a, in a sign of my deepest gratitude to you, I'm giving you, I'm sacrificing, I'm surrendering to you. Yes. Just like you did. It's like I did the thing that is of most value to me. And mm-hmm. so when I gave up control of my own health and gave up control of trying to do everything the right way yeah. and you know, every day meet him in the word every morning, just full of joy and full of gratitude, mm-hmm. it, it, it's life-changing. And I just, can't, I can't emphasize that enough to people is just spending that time in his word. It really is the fuel. And, and I like to talk about when I coach people in my health coaching, I love to try to get them to the point where they're thinking of food as fuel. Yes. Not, you know, not as food as an idol, but we're going to set down this idol. We're going to lay it at the foot of the cross. We're going to kneel before him. We're just going to pour it out and just surrender it and give it to him. And we're doing that from a heart of gratefulness for everything that he's done for us. Yes. And it's, it's overwhelming. Like I can't even put into words, like we know in Hebrews chapter 12, he did that. He went to the cross at Calvary. He did that for the joy Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. our joy so that we can live in perfect union and fellowship with him. Yeah. You know, on that glorious day that I'm counting down to getting yes. to, <laughs> yes. to walk into heaven and receive right. the fullest joy ever. I right. tell this story. I've told the story a few times, but Christine, I think it's um, it, it's important. Um, and I was just telling the young the young client yesterday who said, "I think it would be better if I wasn't here." And I said, let's let's reframe that. Let's talk about that. Okay. But I shared with her the day, um, the evening, actually it was about midnight, my father's hospital room. And he was really definitely on his deathbed, an alcoholic. Um, I had prayed the sinner's prayer with my father on the couch in our living room, you know, a few years earlier. And, um, but he started talking to the corner of the room. And I was mm. like, well, that's curious. I'm so happy my sister was there as a witness to this because I'm already known a little bit as a Christian fanatic, you know? And so he starts talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yep. Yep. I'm ready. Tough Marine. Tough Marine, right? I'm ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> but he was fixated on that corner. And I'm like, oh, and I was so overwhelmed by the situation that I, I kind of was just in a state of shock. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget my son, Michael. He's a captain in the Navy. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, he just bubbles with this laughter that I've never in my life seen since then, mm. 1993. I mean... Wow laughing from the belly, laughing out loud, laughter. And I, it's, it was joy unspeakable and full mm. of glory. And I'd never seen my alcoholic Marine father laugh like that. Wow. And it stunned my sister and I, we just were completely stunned and he, it, it kind of ended and he was just laying there. And so I leaned real close and I said, dad, dad, 
He looked at me. I said, do you know who I am? <laughs> I was like, let's make sure he's not hallucinating. And he goes, yeah, you're Janelle. I was like, okay. I said, who are you talking to? And he goes, him. And I went, I got mm-hmm. Captain. We're going to go ahead and go. And I mean, now I wish I said, what do you look like? What was this? What was that? But I just looked at my sister. I said, I think we need to go. I think we're good. He needs to die with his father in heaven. He won't die in front of us. He's got too much pride probably. So we left and three hours later, I got the call that he died in complete and total peace and he shouldn't have. So that, my dear heart lifters, dear Christine, that's the joy you're trying you're trying to invite us into this mm-hmm. Advent season. Mm-hmm. A, a kind of deep joy we were holding. He was on his deathbed holding such sorrow, you know, and such pain in his but here God mm-hmm. came and invited him into this whole realm of joy and invited us as well, because I was like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I want that. Whatever that is. Yes. So sweet listeners today, you know, Christine has talked about her casual relationship with her Christianity of, of growing up in that faith and, and not pro- maybe even seeing it as special or understanding anything about the depth or the intimacy uh, with a Christ who came to bring that to us. That's the greatest gift of all to have that kind of calm sense of delight in life, even when there's a weary world around us. So this is, this is an invitation today that maybe you have a weary world around you, just like Christine shared. And Christine, we will most definitely have you back if you would honor us with your presence. Uh, So we can go a little bit deeper into this conversation while we're journeying through the 24 days, because we're definitely going to do that. That's just a done deal today. And uh, I just want to invite everyone today, wherever you are, to perhaps welcome your day like Christine. So once again, tell us how you welcome the day in Christine, and maybe give us one simple way that we can start our day as we are preparing and walking towards Advent. Well, definitely every morning I start with, with what I call my Bible and beans time. So (laughs) you're a coffee addict. Like I am too, you know, you have to, first thing I do is I I pitter patter to the coffee maker, make my coffee, and then I go sit down in my chair. And I just think it's so important to make that time. And if you, when I was a casual Christian, I remember watching a Bible study series one time and the woman said, pray to God to ask him to wake you up early. And I'm like, I'm I'm so exhausted. I'm chronically exhausted all the time. I am not doing that. Well, now in a, you know, a twist, God started waking me up when I was in my healing journey, like around 5 a.m. Oh boy. <laughs> I, was, I love it. So I now, uh, I really encourage people to, to make the time if morning, if you're not a morning person, uh, schedule it in the evening, maybe Sometimes. after your kids. Bed. And then, then I've heard that a lot of women like that time because it just helps them to, you know, have a sense of peace as they're falling getting ready to drift off to sleep. Right. But it's so important. Like if you must start it off as a discipline and then before you know it, it is going to be your daily delight. Yeah. That's a great word. The air you breathe. The air discipline to delight. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. And I'm a mover. So I like to get up early. And if I can get up, I, I'm going to challenge myself to get up even earlier and go for a walk or just spend some time. I like to start mm-hmm. with some stillness and some solitude and some contemplation. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just take one scripture. Um, the joy of the Lord is my strength, like you said, or my joy mm-hmm. can be complete in God. Uh, my joy is complete, even when I'm holding sorrow with one hand. Those are beautiful intentions and meditations that we can set. This was so wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Christine, for bringing us this message to seek joy like we've never sought it before. Yes. Awesome. Very joy-filled time with you. Thank you so much for letting me be here, Janelle. My honor. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And we will see you for our journey uh, that's coming up probably quicker than all of us know because life just goes by so quickly. So we will see you again as we journey from Calvary to Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.